0: A dance CEO thrives every day with focus on gratitude, growth, and feeling aligned, unapologetically putting themselves first, striving to become their best self personally and professionally, creating their own definition of fulfillment and success, rejecting the starving artist mentality and competition mindset for one of abundance in all things, including the success of other dance business owners. Welcome to the dance
1: CEO podcast.
0: Hello, I'm Audra Allen, the dance CEO coach lifelong dancer, choreographer, and educator. I'm a happily remarried, part-time mom of two little humans and three bonus little humans, proud thriver of adult diagnosed ADHD,
1: lover of the beach, travel, houseplants, reading, and your host for today's episode. Thank you for being here. A quick technical note, there were some technical difficulties with the sound for the first short portion of the interview, so please bear with us, stay with us, and a little bit after we get going, you will hear that we got it corrected, and it's smooth sailing after that.
0: Hello and welcome back listeners. I'm so excited today to have you listen to myself and Mia K. chat because we've connected before and we have so many things in alignment. We do similar things, but also differently. Mia is a professional dance educator. She's also a business consultant and a keynote speaker. And I'm gonna just let her dive in and tell us more about who she is and what she does. Take it away, Mia.
2: Thank you, Audra. It's such an honor to be on this with you. I'm so grateful for the opportunity, but hi, listeners. I am Miss Mia, and I own Tondu by Miss Mia LLC. I am a dance studio consultant and coach. I also train dancers when they ask for it, so I'll do private lessons and help dancers kind of work towards their college goals or professional goals as well. And so, yeah, that's a little bit about what I do,
0: I know that something that you and I have in common is we both are firm believers in making sure that we're humans first and our profession second. And I know that you have an acronym that you like to use OPA or yes. OPA. And do you want to go ahead and just tell us more about that? Just making a better understanding of your philosophy.
2: Oh my gosh. Yes. So
0: this came up for me. I love acronyms.
2: That's like how I function. So OPA, I always use this system. I like to be really organized. I'm always prioritizing things, whether it's in my personal life or work goals, whatever that is. And then I'm also always trying to find ways like, how can I automate something or how can I assign this to either someone else or something else? And so as I was thinking through what I do, I thought, well, let's make this an acronym, something that people can be familiar with and have fun with. And so OPA is just a fun, exciting term uh, that I like to use, so I'll start with organization. So the O and OPA is organization, um, writing out your to-do list, And this does take time and effort up front. I know that sometimes that's intimidating for people, but when you do this, you're able to really plan out whether it's the rest of your season or your year or five years from now. And this is really how I function and function well, but I'll write out everything that I want to accomplish usually just within a year obviously not all the small little details that's you can break that down later and so from there once i have this big list i get overwhelmed i'm like i can't i don't even know where to start what do i do That sounds so I'll, familiar <laughs> oh my gosh i think we can all relate to that we all get lists like that whether it's our grocery list or whatever where we get really overwhelmed and then we need to figure out how to break it down and so then from there i'll take those lists and I, I, I break them up, I prioritize. So that's where the P comes into play. So I organize my list and I might put it into categories. So for my business, I might categorize, okay, my admin, my social media, um, let's see, follow-up, whatever that might be, I'll categorize all of my lists and my tasks first, and then I can prioritize. So now from there, I'm gonna break it down into month, into weeks, into days, and then down into your hours, (laughs) which again seems tedious, but it's so worth it in the end. And so I'll take three things that I know I can accomplish in a month. So that's where I start. I look at my big list from that category and I pick my top three things. Now those become subcategories. And that's where I start from. Usually December, work my way back to January, but everybody works differently in how they want to organize and prioritize themselves And then once I have those three main categories for my month, I can look at the rest of my list and say, okay, so now what is supporting those three categories? And now what can I get done in my week? Okay. Three things. That's it. I love the power of three. I know I can do three things and then I break it down into a day. Okay. So now from those even more subcategories, how can I find, or what things can I find that I can do in my day? Now I break it down into my hours. If I've set aside, a two hour block every single day to work on business development, which I want to talk about later. Cause I love, I love block schedules. Um, but if I can break that down, then I can find three things I can do within that couple of hour time block to work towards my goal of that week, that month, and then my year. So that's how I prioritize. And then when you get there, you might still be overwhelmed. You're like, oh my gosh, like there's no way I can do all of this every single day or every single week. (sighs) I mean, you know, it's just your tasks become impossible sometimes. And I can say, I still struggle with this. I have to find ways to assign and automate. And so that's where I come in, I think, to be the most helpful to businesses is this assigning and automating part. Let's figure out how to delegate, who to delegate, but also can these things just be done automatically? Is Mm -hmm. there a system for it? Why are you doing this manually? I've worked with so many organizations who are like, oh, I'm still like figuring out my lists for rosters because the system that I'm using isn't working well. And I'm like, well, then let's upgrade you and get a better system because I can't imagine the hours you're spending typing out all of these names so that you have accurate lists. Like it's small things like that that can make a huge difference to allow more space in your life to have better organization it just kind of is this circle effect yeah,
0: can <laughs> we to we be just better pause prioritized that like yeah. that's, that's huge like I know, like, I'm just thinking back to my business now that I've had for four years and sure. very much so. I kind of was just like, well, this is what I committed to. I'm stuck in this, the system or the software. Like, this is like what I said yes to. So I'm going to have to deal with it. Forgetting yeah. sometimes when you're in the midst of it, that if you step back and like, oh, this is not serving my long term goals and I can shift and change software. Absolutely. So giving permission to allow yourself to even acknowledge that what you chose isn't working and that's okay. You didn't fail. You learned something and you want to shift it sooner later. So it's not continuing to hurt your potential growth.
2: Yes. I love
0: that Audra. And I think that's where you and I come
2: in is sometimes our, our clients just need permission. They need Mm -hmm. someone to say, it's okay to do this because I've been there. I didn't always have the brain capacity to tell myself that it's okay to do something else or it's okay to try something else we've that's where you and I come into play like we want to help you our listeners with these things and get you to that next step so that you don't have to feel stuck we don't want you to be stuck in those areas and we all get there I'm not perfect by any means and I still struggle with all of these things on a daily basis this is not perfected
0: I'm (laughs) actually yeah I'm actually in the middle right now of doing a software level up like The systems I finally, like, I, the systems I leveled up into about a year and a half ago, almost two years, like, served me amazingly. Like, it was a major upgrade from what I was doing initially. But I'm at the point now, I'm recognizing i have grown enough to where now the systems are starting to hurt me. And so I'm in the process of leveling up again, because if I stay where I was, it's only gonna hold me back versus let me grow. And so it took a little time to finally acknowledge like, oh, that's what's going on. It's my systems, it's yeah. time to acknowledge that yeah. there's growth and growth is huge. That's a good Absolutely. sign that you outgrew your systems.
2: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that, Audra. I think it's it's really important to remember that systems also grow. and. There's always new technology. So a system Mm -hmm. that might've worked for you a decade ago that was really, really good probably is not going to serve your needs today. And that's just because technology changes and these systems and software can't always keep up with it. Just like your iPhone. So I yeah. have to get a new phone every couple of years. They can't keep up with the updates, so you got to change your system.
0: <laughs> also, our clients change too, right? as things like as like sure. technology changes. Also, our client's expectations change. So maybe what they're totally fine with ten years ago, if they show up now, they're like, um, I don't know if that's really in a space that works with how I want my version of working with you. Right, because there's also a user experience on their end. Like they expect, you know, they have a certain expectation of how it's going to be working with you. And if you're kind of stuck, they're going to feel it, too. So yeah, I know we weren't anticipating going down this road, but this is big. And I don't think this is talked about very much. No,
2: I I don't think so either. And I'm really experiencing this. I don't know if you are, Audra, with your current clients, but they're so hesitant because it is, and change is hard. Yeah. It's hard for everybody, but that's why I want to come in and, and help them and say, let me hold your hand. I've walked through this before. I know the next steps we need to take let's walk you through this so that you can thrive and have more space and energy and i love that we have gone down this road audra because i think it's going to tie in everything else that we're going to talk about so it's great (laughs)
0: yeah and um i do think like if i were to be asked like what 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 would what would be one of the reasons why i would think a client wouldn't want to upgrade their systems like one of the first things that comes to mind is their mental or their like mindset around finances they're like, oh, it costs a lot, right? And like you go into like that scarcity mindset. I think that's a big thing because I think that scarcity mindset's generally huge in the dance world, but especially with finances and uh, forgetting that we're doing that investment into the future of our business to allow for more cash to come in versus keep it restricted because we can't increase our systems. So having to shift our and reframe our mindset around that so allows us to then have the room to then bring in more money to easily cover the costs of the systems that we're upgrading into. Yes.
2: Yes, that's, that is a huge, huge, huge piece. And it's so hard to let go of that type of control. Like you can feel control in a system mm-hmm. that you might be doing all of this manual work in. But a question that I often ask is, is your time more valuable or is the system more valuable? Yep, and a great if question. they always say time and I'm like, great, then this investment into a system that's going to save you that time is so, so, so worth it. Yep.
0: Okay, Mia. So I know that you and I both firmly believe this next philosophy, but I know you wanna speak to this today, which is making sure that we prioritize our personal lives first. And I wanna know your thoughts on why you think that's important.
2: Oh my gosh, I could go for hours. I could talk about this, but I won't. Um, This is so important because without the healthy boundaries within yourself and allowing yourself time to focus on you and making sure that you're maintaining a healthy mind, body, spirit, your business or organization, whatever it is, you as an individual cannot thrive in whatever you want to do. You just can't. And I know that from experience (laughs) because I tried. I was like, I can do it all. I don't need to ask for help. That's another big thing. Um, I can say yes to everything because, I want to. And I feel like I have the space to do that. But meanwhile, I'm saying yes to all of these things, but I never said yes to myself. And I never said, okay, let's take a step back and make sure I'm eating right. Or I'm focusing on my marriage, whatever it was, all of those things burnt out because I was never taking the time or setting a to- setting aside time to focus on those things. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes. (laughs) And there's like nothing to give if you are depleted, like no matter how much you want to give to all those things you're saying yes to, if there's nothing of you, there's nothing to say yes to.
2: Yep. I had a, a life coach a couple years back who, when I was really going through a lot of life things, she was just trying to be there for me. And she was, she started by helping me with my health aspect of, Hey, if you want to be healthier and get back to how you were feeling when you were dancing full time. And I was like, yes, that's what I want. But she was also implementing some of these other aspects of my health, which was my mental health without me even realizing it until later. But she said something to me once, and I've heard it a couple times now, but when you get on an airplane and they talk to you about the safety, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, and they're like, put your mask on first and then help the person next to you. And I was like, Oh, I don't do that. (laughs) Like, I'm like, let me help everyone else. And then when I'm gone, then maybe I'll figure myself out, you know, or when I'm like in desperation, then I'll put my oxygen mask on. But then I can't help anyone during that time because I'm trying to give myself oxygen back and it takes a really long time to get back to a good place. So
0: I have another way I like to think about this, too, because that was impactful for me. But I also because I can't think about that like, well, then I feel like that only really applies when I'm in crisis mode. That's like what resonated for me. versus oh, sure. Distantly. Sure. And so I heard this that helped me better understand that uh, for myself, which is you know, we have the concept of where you like pour into other people, right? Mm-hmm. You hear the term of pouring. But actually what I heard was instead of pouring. You actually stay standing tall, picture yourself like a vase. And all you do is you just pour into yourself and naturally you're going to get so over so full. You're going to overflow into everyone else without ever sacrificing yourself or decreasing the amount you have for you. And that was the visual I needed to be like, got it. Check. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I
2: love that. And it's good to have, I think it's good to have both of those Mm -hmm. pieces of imagery because I feel like, and we could go down a whole nother road. A lot of, a lot of dance organizations you're always in crisis mode. And every time I come in to help an organization, they are coming to me because they're in crisis mode or it's another crisis mode, or I've never gotten out of crisis mode and I'm finally asking for help, but we're like barely making it right now. And that's, it's so heartbreaking to me because it doesn't, it doesn't have to be that way. And so I love those two pieces of imagery because there are organizations that are just like, Hey, I want to focus on this piece. I know it's not working, but we've really figured out this. And so that cup overflowing is all right, let's keep, Let's keep pouring in so that we can pour out to others. But most, most organizations that are coming to me or I'm working with, they're at the point of crisis of, oh, I didn't put my oxygen mask on. I'm out of oxygen.
0: Yeah. So, and I've
2: been there. I've been there.
0: Well, that just makes me now think about like, if we're viewing that as like our core gift of being business owners, which is our creativity, right? Mm -hmm. The reason why we're doing this is because we're creatives. Yeah. And if we're in crisis mode, we actually aren't even tapping into that. We're in survival mode, which I've unfortunately had situations in my life where I was living in survival mode due to family medical challenges happening with my daughter. And I, I mean, there's no way I could have run a business at that point, especially successfully. I was literally just trying to survive and you can't yeah. see success or growth or really truly any of your visions come to life. You can't probably have visions of what you want because you're just trying to survive day to day. Yeah. So yeah, that, that made, that made me think like if we're in crisis mode, you're way past having any like immediate success. So you have to just come back to the basics of just getting yep. into like thriving versus survival. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it's, unfortunately i've had conversations with whether it was studio owners or dance organization ceos whatever that you know you might have to step away yeah. because you're at that point where you cannot function in either place until your personal life is in a healthier spot it's never perfect we both know that right. but that has to be healthy first because you need those people and you need that atmosphere to help you be healthy in your organization and so there's definitely been some conversations and they're not fun they're really hard but in the long run it's so worth it because then they're able to come back to the dance world and thrive and be able to pour into others you know so sometimes it does take that hard step away which is what I had to do Um, but it doesn't always have to be that way and I think our goal is to help you are listeners to not get to that point like we we want to help you stay in all of the things that you love and thrive in both areas
0: yes, yes. yes. yeah we don't yeah. want to deal with crises as much as we want to just help you understand how to just go from like basics to thriving without right. to get to crisis mode yes 100 right. and also i i just right now listeners like just check in and if you're like i don't resonate at all with the concept of thriving but i get the crisis that's your sign that you need to take action and get help from someone or somewhere. Like you can't do this alone. But if you're already like, oh, yeah, thriving. I'm so close to that. but I need help. Then reach out for help. Like our key word here is there's people to support you in this journey to get you where your goals are.
1: It could be us
0: or it could be anyone that you can be aware of. Right. But like let people let people get to where you know you can get to if you're struggling to do it by yourself. Yeah, definitely not intended to be a plug for like go find someone to work with. But there it is. That's just the truth. That's the plug. (laughs) <laughs> I love that. Okay. So you mentioned the word that I don't hear, very. I didn't used to, hear, I still don't hear very often in the dance world, but I hear in other areas, which is boundaries, hmm. which I had to learn only in the last few years of my life after my divorce and then learning how to implement in my life and in my yes. business. So, so how, yeah, same. <laughs> <From laughs> the of my divorce didn't work because I didn't understand boundaries. Yep. Um, how can we implement healthy boundaries to avoid carrying work into our home life?
1: Like, what does that look like to you?
0: Okay know your why this
2: has been my biggest thing and dancers and anyone in the dance world i've noticed we often identify only as a dancer that's all that we know that's what we've grown up in and then when that is either ripped away from you or you have to step away from it for some reason or you're not able to give to it as much as you were before suddenly our identity and our why is lost somewhere. And we're like, well, wait a minute, who am I? Yeah. And that was where I had to discover just probably similar to you in the last couple of years. What is my, why, what is my purpose? And so then that's how I've established healthy boundaries. Now I know my why. And I still struggle with this though. Cause I'm a yes person. I want to say yes to everything, <laughs> everything. I'm like, yes, I can do that. Yes, I can do this. Yes, yes, yes. And then I'm like, Oh, now I have to bail on everything because I'm overwhelmed and can't, can't do it all. And that's not good either. And so I'll take, I'll take my why and that helps me say no. So if it doesn't fit in my why or my vision or my mission, which you should all have, if you don't have that written out, write it down, hang it up somewhere. But if I read that and it doesn't fit, then I have to say no, even if it looks really exciting and like a great opportunity, I have to say no. And honestly, this just came up for me this, this past year, And I thought I had mastered this. I was like, I've got this down. I'm good. I said yes to something. And I got two weeks into it. And I was like, nope, this did not align with my mission. It didn't align with my vision. It didn't align with my why, both personally and professionally. And even though it was an amazing, exciting opportunity, it didn't make sense for me. And so I had to come back and say, hey, guys, I've reevaluated what's going on in, in my business. I've also taken on something else that does fit into my why and I want to help you find someone to replace this position but I'm just not able to help you and so that was hard for me because that's- I didn't want to have to go back yeah <laughs> so I, think- I just need to fulfill my commitment but yes
0: um so I actually I'm such a visual person that I actually this came up, this resource came up to me and I've tweaked it to best fit my community. But I actually have a document that I share with all my clients and it's like the dance CEO manifest manifesto or like your like your personal your personal mission. And then in there's a series of questions but you but you actually not just put words, but you put like pictures. Yes. and like things. So when you, when you struggle, I go back to that. I'm like, Oh yeah. Like some of my biggest wives are my children and like the things I'm working towards. And I have images. I'm like, I needed the visual versus like, here's a paragraph. Yeah. So I have that, which my clients has said has been a really good resource, but I mainly use it. And then the other thing too, is, um, Oh, I just lost my train of thought. Just a second. You're just saying Oh, yeah. So the boundary things like what what I've experienced with that is the yes situation is the desire to please others partially for seeking outward um, validation, which came, I think, from dance training. Yes, because we were just always we only knew we were improving when we got that validation back, right? Like, oh, yeah, you can move up in levels. Oh, yes. Look at so and so they just did this. And I honestly think that's part of where that's the unhealthy. I don't want to say skill set that unhealthy habit came from Mm -hmm. (laughs) of and i mean i spent forever doing that too just i just need to prove and show others that i can do it and are like they're only i'm only going to get validated if i do this thing with them and then they're gonna say we really validate you and appreciate you whereas now like use a voice like i recognize like that's not where it is and it took a lot of personal work therapy for yep. professional and personal development to really understand and turn inward and come at peace with who you're saying earlier who i am as audra first and a dancer and everything else second yes. how to find validation in myself first and then other things happen which just made me think of yesterday at the gym or two days ago at the gym i i attend uh planet fitness which is a lot more inclusive of all all walks of life which i love because it feels very sure. like we're all on the same path of health versus like one particular body type anyways yeah. So there's two older ladies and they were observing me as I was doing some side plank oblique work. Right. And uh, they're like, are you a dancer? I'm like, I've, I've danced just like, oh, you're very graceful. And that just like lit me up inside so much. And I was like, whoa, it was like, kind of like a trigger. Like someone mm-hmm. sees me, I'm a dancer. Right. And like I just like hit all these trigger points of when I was younger. Like that's what I would have lived for. But it's been a long time since someone says you look like a dancer. And I was like, wow, it's so amazing to have stepped away that needing that constant validation of people are like, you're a dancer, right? And oh, what's your name? Versus I'm Audra, what do you do? I'm a dancer, oh, that's cool, right? Yeah. Yep. So that was, that's interesting. That's all just kind of been tied in because man, if we can really truly get to the core of who you are and your first name here, and then recognize that you are a dancer second and the value is not because you're a dancer it's because you are who you are first. So yes. That's going to just change and rock your life.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. I can so relate with that. I mean, I was always Mia the dancer at yep. school, wherever yep. I went, I was always Mia the dancer like that. That is who I was. And I loved being that person. But then when it came to challenging things in my life and hard stuff, all of a sudden I'm no longer Mia the dancer. And I was like, wait a minute, who the heck am I then? And that's no one's, that's no one's fault. Mm -mm. You know, like that was, it was a gift. I know that that was a gift given to me. Like, I'm so grateful for all of that time. I would never change it for the world, but looking back, even in my younger years, I wish I would have found my identity more outside of dance and not focused on the does everyone always say, Oh, that's me at the dancer. Does she always look like the dancer? Does she always act like the dancer? You know, you can, you can be who you are and still be passionate about the things that you're passionate about, but not be defined by them. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really, really tricky. And that's, that's where, um, just my faith comes into play a little bit, you know, that I've, I've really grounded myself in the Lord and that's where my identity is. And that might be the same for you. It might not look that way for you and that's okay. But for me, that's really how I was able to discover my why and my purpose. Cause I know that he gave me that gift of dance, but that wasn't my identity first. So that's, yeah. that's where yeah. I've had to seek and find
0: a lot of things. Yeah. That's, um, I also, am um, a woman of faith I also believe in God and um yeah that's something I always had but I sometimes let my identity as a dancer overshadow that versus thinking like I'm a child of God first and you know and if, if you're listening right now and you don't resonate with this like whatever that makes sense right you know I'm a child of the earth or like you know I'm just the energy like whatever resonates with you in this correlation still remembering that that first is before the dancer also I mean in all honesty if you're like truly still trying to pursue your dance career that's very inconsistent right and why would you want an identity that's very inconsistent when you can be grounded in you and let things change around you and i was just reflecting as you were sharing this like i'm having therapy with you mia yeah
2: i love it (laughs) (laughs)
0: um i'm a dance business owner now. i'm the ceo of my dance business but Mm -hmm. i never thought i was gonna ever be that right i i did the thing of pursuing being a professional ballet dancer and a dancer and in other areas and um if i had just gone from that to this it would have that stuff would have been traumatic. But there were varying degrees that got me here that my my identity or the label I gave myself, you know, I went into being a dance educator and I did run a dance company and I did do these things and I eventually got my master's and I've been teaching at universities and dance programs and eventually got myself to here versus I went from dancer to this. And so there were phases to allow me to understand that that can shift and change and to mm-hmm. get permission for that and still accept that it's all in the dance world and I still have at the core of all of that my love for dance and it's all served each other but it's not audra it's not the dancer who's Audra. it's i'm Audra, the dancer who's done these things in my life yep yeah yep. absolutely
2: that's that's so good this is so good we could talk about just this topic for a long time i know too.
0: but also so if you're you know those who are listening and watching right now if you're like at all feeling triggered by this because i suspect a lot of you are this is a very uncomfortable topic and we say we sit here and it probably sounds like we're talking about it casually but I don't know, because we, we can't fully disclose in this session how much work you and I both have been, Julie, if it's been in think mine, which I suspect it has, yep. it's been a lot of work. And to be honest, it included professionals, including therapy for me. Yes. So yes. if you're like, oh, I'm going to just go figure this out. Like if you really are interested in shifting this dialogue for yourself, I would encourage you to go into the professional realm for those who are trained to help you make this a lifelong shift so you can find the success you're looking for and the happiness internally. And I also am not getting paid for this little plug, but I'm a huge fan of therapy, especially if you want to truly become healthy. And like Mia said, put yourself first, really establish those healthy boundaries. But if you don't even know where to start, someone in the professional realm can help you with that. So
2: absolutely. I love that counseling, healing classes. I've done it all. I've been there and it's done nothing but help me. Even if you only have a few takeaways, Yep. From a class, it's better than nothing. And I have so many tools in my toolbox now that Same. I'm not afraid to walk through hard times as mm. hard as my hard times were, because now I feel like I have the tools to take and go, okay, this is hard. Okay, what steps do I need to take to get through this and walk through this? Who do I need to reach out to? Where are my mentors? I've got those in my toolbox. You know, it's, it's having a community around you that can support you and grow and walk you through those hard times rather than feeling isolated. And we do that to ourselves sometimes. It's very easy to do.
1: (laughs) This seems like the perfect spot to take a break and even a breath. Have you considered at all what it would be like to have someone in your corner helping you with your life and business, or even a small community of like-minded dance CEOs, leaders, and entrepreneurs to become part of your support system? Did you start to wonder what it'd be like to have your life with the boundaries and balances Mia and I have been talking about? If you have, you are definitely not alone. There are a group of individuals just like yourself who have also asked these hard questions and decided to do something about it by joining the Dance CEO University group coaching program led by myself. Within only a matter of weeks, each participant has already made some drastic mindset shifts that's impacting their day-to-day lives in massive ways. And I get to witness each of their transformations taking place within our video group chat we have going on between weekly group calls. If these individuals' transformations are anything like the ones I've witnessed with 200 and plus prior clients, then I know that at the end of our six months together in the Dance CEO University, they'll be virtually unrecognizable and living the lives they started wondering about and desiring. If you want to learn more and see if The Dance CEO University is a good next step for you, then please head over to my website at www.thedanceceocoach.com. Or if you want to chat about it directly, please visit me on Instagram at Coach and DM me the word university. And now let's get back to my chat with Mia.
0: Thinking back to when I started my business four years ago, I was still very much in that like I hadn't started, I had just started the divorce process. You know, I had just begun the journey of self-development and healing and really diving into therapy that time. But I still had a fear of like showing up in front of people because of a fear of acceptance and external validation. And what did they think of me? Did I come across as a dancer? And then like I cut my hair short again. And then like, what are people like? And there was so much external Mm -hmm. because I still hadn't done the work. And as I've been doing that work, I can very much clearly see for myself and my business journey, how I'll be able to actually level up to even serve more people because I'm now comfortable in a place of this is who I am. This is a value I can offer you. And if you resonate that, I'd be happy to help you. But if you don't align with that, please go somewhere else because I can help you find someone else who will serve you versus I need to say yes to everybody because I'm afraid to go away. Then like I'm a failure and like there's all this external like yes or no. It's an all or nothing situation and perfection and all the unhealthy things that we spent so much of our lives most likely living in, thinking it was okay. Yeah. And uh, I am so grateful that I'm here on this podcast right now talking to you because if I had not gone through those things, I couldn't sit here and share that with you. And I want to help other people understand they can go on this journey too.
2: Right. Same. I I feel the exact same way. I'm I'm able to take my story and what I've walked through mm-hmm. and help others. And I think a fear for me, kind of similar to you, was. Feeling like that I might be an imposter, like I'm putting mm. on this face to tell you this is what you need to do. Yeah. But I love how real we're being right now. Like, mm-hmm. no, this is my story. I have burnt out. I've been there. Yes. We've both walked through divorce and a lot of it attributed to the dance world. I was very heavily involved, overly involved, and yep. didn't focus on myself or my marriage. I mean, there was so right. many things that we've gone through yeah. that I want to be relatable. And I love seeing now. Um, what would you call that? Like what's being sewed in mm-hmm. back into the organizations where I'm able to say to families, look, I want to work with you on your family first by creating a block schedule. I'm not yep. a counselor. Yep. I can't do that for you, but let's create a block schedule so that there's date nights during the week and there's family time. And then we'll put in admin time and answering emails and everything else comes after that.
0: Yeah. I mean, in your block schedule, then you'll actually have time to go to therapy. Yes, yes. (laughs) I actually, that's very similar to my scheduling process too, is I have people put in, I have myself and my clients, we put in the non-negotiables. Like you Mm -hmm. put in like, okay, you have to take your kids to school. You have a doctor appointment scheduled. Right. And you put in like the things you should be prioritizing like dinner with your family or lunch with your husband or partner right like you put those in and then you schedule work and other things around it yes it's not the other way around because you will always make time for the things you prioritize if you're finding you're struggling with personal time and mainly it's dance because your priorities are shifted and it's not yep. weighted correctly yep. so yeah putting in the like put it in like intentionally make it so and then do not and i say non-negotiable because then you do not let other things over schedule. Like, oh, I had lunch date with my husband, but I'll just move that. No, no, no. Yep. That is a lunch date with your husband, and they come first. And that's I say husband example, right? Whatever the sure. big movement is, right? And then, and then you find time somewhere else to make that thing happen. And if you're worried about, and I know we were not going into this topic today, but we are here, and I'm in it. <laughs> we're here. Um, and if you're worried about like concerning the other person you are trying to schedule with, and you are going to actually negotiate your own boundaries and willing to sacrifice your priorities for their discomfort that's another huge red flag that you don't have them in a healthy place. And if they don't like that, you weren't willing to make it work. They're not your people and you need to let them go. And if that feels really foreign to you, then you need to take a deep breath and figure out maybe time to like seek some professional help. But I don't say that lightly, I say that because that was me. I'm speaking yep. about my personal experiences yes. and I see it in my clients and I've seen the growth I made. And it's OK to freaking put yourself first and if someone else is OK with that. They're uncomfortable because they don't have healthy boundaries and they don't know how to respect yours
2: mic drop preach yes
0: <laughs> and i'm just gonna have this just be the episode every week on replay just kidding <laughs> sometimes we need it though we need repetitive. Yeah. Oh. i need to hear this i'm pretty sure these are the things i heard when i was seeking out podcasts of personal development and things like i needed other people to say these things because i just had not heard this before this was not this is not common thought process living lifestyle philosophy in the dance world it's starting to shift and waves here and there on the outskirts. I can see and feel it, but mm-hmm. it's not at the core yet. And if you're still yeah. at the core of the dance world, you're not getting this if you're not seeking this kind of external support professionally, and personally.
2: Yeah. And it's it goes bigger than the dance world. I'm yeah. seeing it. I'm seeing it in general. We're told right. you do you, you've got this, girl boss, whatever. They're yeah. saying, you know, like, okay, we're supposed to be able to handle and do all of these things, but in reality, you can't. Right. And that's unfortunately just what the world preaches at us is you can do it all. You can do it all. You can do it all. We're going to support you. But really, it's just some likes on
0: Instagram
2: that's supporting you.
0: and that then doesn't they, pay the bills. Likes do not the convert the to cash.
2: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> also, it's not supporting you mentally and physically and emotionally by any means but this external
0: way. validation again yes which i mean i'm still human i still you know it's not it's nice to hear like oh and you get a compliment right but not to where your whole value is based on the external yeah. validation yeah
1: Definitely.
0: Whew, okay <laughs> i'm gonna take a deep breath i know, <sighs> I, know I feel I'm like me you and i are gonna be revisiting and coming back for another round next season like <laughs> i love it
2: i love it <laughs>
0: Um, Okay. So let's shift gears back. Let's actually backtrack. We're going to backtrack a little bit. (laughs) Good with that. (laughs) Let's dive into the business side of things again. And I want to ask you about your process and your organization. Where do you start with so many moving parts in your organization?
2: That's a great question. This has been a learning curve for me because I do have so many moving parts within my organization. But what I've, what I've realized is whether it's a company or a studio or a convention or an alliance or a dancer looking to grow in their career or a teacher looking to grow as an instructor and organizing, they're all similar in the sense that they're seeking help and advice to be more organized in their business or technique and then grow From being organized. So they're Mm -hmm. all, they're all the same. Every time a dancer comes to me and says, Miss Mia, I want private lessons. Great. What are your goals? What are you working towards? I'm focusing more on the, it's more of the personal piece of it. Mm -hmm. Even though we're having a technique class, I'm checking in with them, you know, like you know, why were we emotional during during this time? What's going on? Talk to me. How can I communicate with you better? Why are we frustrated? Oh, school was really hard today. Okay, that's why we're frustrated. Let's talk about that for a second, mm-hmm. take a break from plies. And, you know, it's, it's more of that personal relationship to me that I can build them as an individual and not going back to that being defined as a dancer. It's not always about, are they doing their plie exactly right? No, maybe I just need to talk to Susie today. Susie and I just need to sit here and talk and work through her day. And we might accomplish a couple tondus, maybe work on some pirouettes, but I want to build Susie up to make sure that she's walking away, growing towards something bigger and better than just being a great dancer.
0: Yeah. And, and on my teaching dance, no my educator experience that I have similar approach (laughs) and, um, you know, I find that if I take the time to address them as humans first, they'll actually be more successful and the less time we spend on that pirouette than if we try to do a whole class and they were in that space to begin with and it was just more of like an hour, I, I don't want to say wasted, but not much progress is made because they weren't in the right headspace to even be fully immersed in that process anyways. Yeah. So we can let them work through the thing, reframe the thoughts, let out some emotions, release then they're able to be more fully present on the things that you end up addressing. If it is not as many steps, more progress is made on less than it is a little bit on a lot of things. Right.
2: Right. Exactly. And the, the moving parts of my business include, you know, I consult organizations. I, I teach private lessons. I'll come in and guest teach or choreograph. I've been helping a local studio with their nutcracker and set a couple of pieces. And that's allowing me to fulfill everything that I'm passionate about, but I also have my why. Going back Mm -hmm. to that. And again, if these things don't align with my why, then I'm going to say no if it doesn't fit within those parameters. But, you know, it's if I can create and help build a healthy individual, which then equates to a healthy business or organization or a healthy body, mentally and physically, then that equates to a thriving person or business or both, hopefully, and avoiding burnout. And so that's how I look at it is if I can come in and relieve a studio owner and choreograph a couple of pieces for them because they're so overwhelmed and they do everything, then, hey, I can come in, give them some relief, set it, be done. All they have to do is run it. I've helped them out. They feel less stressed. I know that that aligns with my why of they were able to have a Saturday off (laughs) and not have to come in and choreograph another big thing then that's what that aligns with. But also all of my organizations, that's what I focus on mostly is the consulting aspect with them. And they're all the same, Audra. (laughs) They're all the same. They all come to me and they're like, I'm struggling with this and this and this and this and this. And I'm like, great, we got to start with automation or we need to start with your block schedule because I can see just from what you've told me, you are so overwhelmed and have not spent time with your family. So you cannot come back into the business and give to your business. Yep. And it's always the same. And I always think it's going to be different. I'm always helpful. Like, oh, they came to me with one thing. Like, that's all we're going to need to focus on. Nope. It's, yep. it's all the way back. So. I have
0: Yeah. I have the same always when like when I talk with potential clients, Um, They're always like addressing a business challenge and then like look at it. And I'm like, yeah, no, we need to go to step one of like what they want to address is the step three I have of my four step process. And I was like, we're going to step one every single time. Step three is growing by knowing. And that's like the business stuff. Step one is master your mindset. And step two is personal before professional for me. Yes and yeah like you're just like we have the exact same philosophy like we have to take a step back and we have to address you first and figure out what's going on in your life and then you'll be ready to actually truly tackle the business yeah
2: yeah yeah it's great
0: (laughs) thanks oh yeah and step four just to round that out step four is your ceo self when you're really able to like let all those things serve each other and you're living your life now as a ceo of your life and your business yeah so yeah
2: good
0: I love it yeah I know it's like you and I, I feel like we're like sisters from another mother like I know businesses. I know and Mia and I met on Instagram yeah that's just not, not even I, in I, person or so what
2: I said not even in person
0: I know yeah, and I actually have everyone on my everyone on my podcast I've never met in person like everyone I have my whole community my business is virtual all my connections have all been virtual everyone has been via Instagram and so yet another connection via Instagram so I love it <laughs>
2: So great. I love that. I love that aspect of social media.
0: Mm-hmm. Actually using the social part. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. I want to dive more into your process of you personally as Mia running your business. Cause you know, that's a big prop- proponent of this podcast and just my message to help people become the CEO of their lives. Right. Yeah. So do you have a morning and or nighttime routine? And if so, what do they look like?
2: I definitely have a routine, but I'm going to be honest with you. I have been so off the last few months. I've been traveling all over. Mm-hmm. I've been in the process of moving. I mean, everyone I'm sure can relate to these things that sometimes yes. our routines are thrown off. Yes. But What I love about a routine is I've built it as a habit. So I miss it now and I know I need to get back into it. And it's easier for me to get back into the routine than starting from scratch. I love and it. So it's, I'm ready. I'm back. I've moved. I'm back from most of my traveling. So I'm like, all right, let's tackle what I love my routine to look like. So usually my routine looks something like this. I love to work out because I feel better about myself, which means I can be in a healthier mindset, Mm -hmm. which means I can then thrive in other areas of my life. Yeah. (laughs) So when I don't work out, I definitely feel like, blah, and I'm a little down and my health kind of declines a little bit. I'm not in the space that I want to be in. And then that just affects every avenue of your life. So I like to wake up early, work out, head to work. I work a normal eight hour day, Um, take a lunch break. I cannot stress this enough. Take an actual break, even if it's 15 minutes, step away from what you're doing.
0: Yeah, I I push for like try to do at least 30. I love, I mean, if I only work for like five hours, I still take an hour lunch break. Sure. Yeah, because I wanna like like I have I'm a human. I want to do other things before besides just in my business. (laughs) Yep,
2: Yep. no, totally. And it's I think for me thinking of going straight to an hour when previously in the past I was only I probably wasn't taking a lunch at all, to be honest. I don't remember (laughs) taking lunch breaks. But then to go from nothing. an hour break. I was like, whoa, what a waste of time. So I had to ease my way into longer lunch breaks. But now I'm like, I really wanted an hour.
0: (laughs) Well, disclosure, I had my lunch break before you and I hopped on and the last 20 minutes of that was in a nap. Love it. Yeah. that's am so like, I want one. I want a nap before I tackle on the afternoon and I don't feel guilty about it anymore. Although I used to just like you, like I had to ease into my lunch break times. Yes. Yeah. Yes,
2: definitely. So yeah. I, I take my lunch break, even if I don't want to sometimes, and I can be honest and say that I still struggle with that. I'm like, mm-hmm. what could I be doing with this hour? Like I have so many things to do. Um, but taking a lunch break is really important. Mm-hmm. And then I like to have designated days for certain things so Wednesday nights are my small group night and Friday nights are date night Thursday nights are clients only things like that I designate I go back to that block schedule again I'm designating certain days of the week for certain things and activities so that I have that set aside and nothing else can interfere or interrupt it unless it's a you know something that fits in my why unless I absolutely have to move it and that happens sometimes but it shouldn't happen consistently like I used to do.
0: Right. That's awesome. Um,
2: self-care. You know, I, I like to schedule things in for that church on Sundays where my private lessons are going to fit. It's all kind of worked out in my block schedule that way, but my night routine kind of shifts a little bit and I am a <laughs> meat freak. And I feel like a lot of dancers are maybe like this, but attention would... to detail. We like to pay attention to yes. detail and so if things aren't clean or organized i can't sleep at night don't know why it's just how i am and it used to stress me out like a lot and sometimes it still does if i'm not in a good headspace or whatever not not having worked on myself that week or given myself space but something my counselor had worked with me on was saying okay what can you control in your life because i was feeling so out of control at the time And she's like, pick one thing. What is something you can control? And I was like, I can clean and control that. Nobody can tell me how to clean, (laughs) what to clean. Like, I just want to clean. And I feel like I can control that aspect of my life. And I, I love that. So I like to clean up and organize and maybe run the vacuum real quick, even if it's just 10 minutes, then I'll shower get ready for bed. I try to read before I go to bed, but I'll be honest, I get on my phone sometimes and I'm like, (laughs) Oh, I forgot to answer that email or, Oh, I'm just going to scroll through Instagram. And then I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's midnight. And I wanted to be in bed at 10. So I still have those boundaries that I'm working on with myself, but I try to put the phone away, go to bed at a decent hour so that I can be up early and do my workout routine. So if I don't do all of these things, every single thing is affected for the next day and the next day and the next day. And that's often how we get out of routine. But it's kind of how, if I don't have those things in place, then I can't have routine within my business. So when I'm working on business development and um, working with clients, so it's it's really a domino effect.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I um I love that. That's amazing. I'm really glad you did the whole day picture. That's so good. And also, like this reminds me of, um. You know, the, one of the one of the goals with this podcast is to help give insight into all the different ways that people can run their business, right? There's no black and white. There never will be. There's, there has never been black and white in right or wrong. It's This is all or nothing. And if you're hearing one thing that resonates with you that Mia just shared, you're like, oh, I want to try that, but like everything else doesn't make sense. Great. Rec- recognize that nothing else makes sense, but something resonates with you. Awesome. You take little pieces. Like my routine I have now is actually bits and pieces from other examples I've heard. And I've tried them and said, oh, this feels good. This makes sense for me. And I've like mine's a compilation of other people's routines that I've learned and observed and tried out Like, I mean, why reinvent the wheel when you can just like, oh, this feels good and I'm going to go for it versus sit there and have a blank slate and say, I've got to figure this out. (laughs) So yeah, giving you permission to figure out and try things that make sense for you individually and if it ends up like not resonating or feeling satisfying or after a period of time, you don't want that anymore, which is part of growth and you replace it and try something else out. The routine is having a routine. It's not the actual nitty gritty detail every single day.
2: And that's such a good point, Audra, because when I was really just struggling with a lot of things. I was listening to podcasts and reading books and I was like, oh, I have to follow this exactly or I'm not going to get it right. No, my routine is totally my routine now. It's not anyone else's. It's not a podcast that said you have to work out in the morning and you have to clean before you go to bed. No, this was just what worked well for me and how I was able to function better as a healthy individual, but all of these things could be completely rearranged. Maybe you're home for lunch and that's your time to clean, or I don't know, maybe you like to work out at 10 o'clock at night. Great. That's your workout time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like (laughs) if that's what your routine is, then that's great. But just like you said, having a routine is really, really important.
0: Mm hmm. It's amazing. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you were to just drop a nugget of wisdom or a productivity hack that you have for fellow dance business owners, what is it?
2: I mean, we talked about OPA. That's probably my baby one. I, that is how I function.
0: Why don't you refresh that really fast? What are those three words? Like what what do they stand for again? The
2: OPA is organize, prioritize, and assign or automate whatever Mm -hmm. works best for you. But it's an easy, easy thing to remember. Three words. It's fun. It's exciting. And then you can break it down from there. But if you're trying to look at a to-do list that's pages and pages long, you probably won't do anything on that list. And that's what I found for myself. When I see a I don't know any kind of list that I've made whether it's on a sticky note or on my phone and it has 50 things on it I'm like oh I'm so overwhelmed I just read everything I don't even know where to start and then I just walk away from it all and I come back to 10 more tasks the next day and It's like oh now I have 60 tasks and it just keeps piling on so I that's why I love that hack but then also the block schedule which we touched on a little bit mm-hmm. earlier but I'm a huge advocate for a block schedule <laughs>
0: And if you're not sure what that is, you can Google it. Cause I remember when I first heard that, I was like, what is this? You can Google it. And there's some really good insight into that as well. Yeah.
2: And there's great, like so many people have different versions of what a block schedule Mm -hmm. should look like. But again, I've just taken from what I've read and what I've seen and created a version of my own. And Mm. when I'm working with clients, it is individualized for them. It has nothing. It looks nothing like what mine looks like. You know, I'm never saying like, well, you should work out from seven to eight or from five to six, whatever your workout time is. No, I say to them, what does your day look like? Great. I've blocked it out. Does this repeat Mm -hmm. Monday through Friday? Pretty much great. Now we just copy and paste. Where's your open nights? Let's add in some date nights or family Mm -hmm. time or a fun activity, whatever, but it can look different for everyone. So those are, I know we talked about them already, but I just really emphasize those two things.
0: Nothing else. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> There's some good productivity hacks to take away to see if that you can implement them in your business.
2: Yeah.
0: Um well, where can anybody everybody find you online?
2: Okay, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, you can find my website tandubymissmia.com. Um Instagram's the same Tandu by Miss Mia, Facebook the same. And I'll be honest, I want to go back a little bit to what we were talking about with prioritizing and Mm -hmm. social media for me over the last two months has not been a priority for me because there were other aspects of my business that I wanted to focus on and work on Mm -hmm. perfecting so that I give my clients a better experience. And so social media went on the back burner so that I could create a better strategy for it because I was feeling myself completely overwhelmed thinking I had to come home and work on at least two or three hours just to get my social media, you know, Whatever, I did the right reel and I was this and I was that. And I'm like, okay, whoa, I'm going to take a step back. Like, I'm growing as a business without it, even though social media is very important. And I know that I've prioritized implementing a better strategy so that I don't get to the point of like, but yeah, so you can find me on social media, um, website, call me. You can find my phone number on my website. I'd love to chat with you. And um, if you want to talk more about what Audra and I have talked about today, I love sharing my story and I don't care who you ask for help from ask for help. We all need help. We all need a community. It does not have to be me. It does not have to be Audra. Um, you know, I'm not always the best fit for someone and I know that and I'm able to refer them to someone else. And I think Audra and I have had great conversations about that of there's things that Audra does. And I'm like, Ooh, that would have been so good for this client that I worked with six months ago. And now I have her in my toolbox to say, yeah, Hey, I, so. I love that you reached out, but actually I'm going to have you talk to Audra.
0: Yeah. So like, same for me, like I've thought about as I've come across a few potential, like, I'm like, Oh yeah, that would have been amazing. So now I know I have Mia as a resource for this particular challenge this business wants. I'm like, cause that's not really my focus. And so yes, yeah, nice. collaboration.
2: Right. I love it. It's great. <laughs> so
0: good. Do you have any things you want to highlight any services or features you wanted to highlight?
2: I was actually going to talk about my social media. I am working on a strategy looking to launch December 1st. So if you follow me on those pages, just know you might see me pop up like here and there, but starting in December, you're going to see some fun, exciting things popping up before the new year, which is awesome. And I've also expanded my business to work with more dance companies all over the world. So I'm looking at the ins and outs from their academies and schools to their trainee programs, to the company and their dancers. And this so far has been my favorite venture of working with dance organizations is being able to get into the company realm um, and just that's where like the the meat of the dance world is. And so if we can start there and they want to be transformed, it's just going to trickle into all the other dance organizations as well. So that's been really exciting. And I'm loving that piece and traveling too is super fun so
0: well that's amazing to hear because i know when you and i first connected you were speaking that was the goal of yours to get into and i love that you're there now congratulations that's huge thank you i'm not surprised at all that's amazing
2: oh thank you thank
0: you so much um okay so last final question i ask everybody what does it mean to you to be the ceo of your life and business
2: well that's such a good question I'm able to do everything that I love and have spent my entire life being passionate about, and take all of the things that I've learned, all of the knowledge, all of the hard things that I've walked through, and I'm now able to give them back and provide a tool to the dance organization. And to me, that's like the ultimate goal is to be able to do all of those things in one, and that I'm able to see just kind of the the growth and the, the reasons behind everything that I have walked through or went through or experienced both good and bad. And now I can have a business that can reach back out to all these people that I can say, Oh, when I was 20, I wish someone would have come into my life, or I wish I would have seen that on Facebook or Instagram. And I hope to be that for people out there. And so I don't know. I just, I love it. I love having this business and working with dance organizations and fueling their passions because I was and still am passionate about those things as well.
0: I love it. Thank you so much, Mia. I have thoroughly enjoyed, clearly loved all the things and you and I could talk for two more hours, but we're going to wrap it up here. Thank you so much for coming on and talking with me today. Thank you, Audra. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the dance CEO podcast, where aspiring or established dance business owners and entrepreneurs learn to become the CEO of your life and business. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review and rating to stay up to date and get all the behind the scenes content. You can follow me, your host on Instagram at the dance CEO coach until next time.